Because of who you are, right? We're going to see that. Huh? We're going to do um, the splendor of our king. How great is our God. Give me the keys. How great is our you're the name above the splendor of a king. Is that the last song? Yes, it's only two. Huh? Yes, it's only two. Um, Brother Andrew, it's blessed be the name and this one. How great is our God, you're the name above all names. I don't know what the last song is yet. Um, the third one that was on there was... No, it's only two now, and then there'll be one later for the um, altar song. Or okay, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. The splendor sure. of a king, you're the name above all names. You are worthy of our praise, and my heart will sing how great is our God. H2A, do we stand? And time is in his hand, beginning and the end, beginning and the the God at three in one. Oh, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Now I'm moving. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. And my heart, and my heart will sing how great is our God. How great, how great, how great is our God.
Well, good morning. I want to welcome you this morning to this worship service. It's a beautiful day. It's a sunny day in Florida. If you're joining me from somewhere, it's cold. I'm sorry, but uh, we got good weather down here, and that's why you need to be in Florida. <laughs> I want to welcome you this morning. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And right now, wherever you are, where two or three are gathered together in his name, there you are. There he is in the midst. He's present with you. That's Make your house a house of prayer right now. Make your house a house of worship right now. Wherever you are, that's a place of worship at this time. I want to welcome you and glad that you've joined us for a time together, for worship time. We're going to be worshiping God in the, in the beauty of holiness through the worship songs, through prayer and the word and uh, encouragement in different ways. So I want you to let a friend know, call a friend, let them know that we are coming live to you right now, uh, Facebook Live, as well as going on our website, streaming, and click on, you can click right there on our website uh, at Watch Live Sermons, or you can click on the Facebook symbol on our website, and uh, you'll get us just the same. Uh, we're coming to you in different ways. So always we want to open with a word of prayer, and, uh, and then we're going to have some worship. So let's ask God. Bow your heads with me wherever you are in your heart. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this day. It's a new day. And we declare it's a good day. And Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness today. We thank you for your love and kindness, which is better than life. We thank you for the opportunity to come and to worship and to be able to gather with the people of God around the world, whoever watching us by the World Wide Web, wherever they may be, Lord God, we come together before you, and we are here to worship you. We are here to exalt you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are here to lift up your name, because you are worthy and deserving of every praise, of every glory, of every honor. So, Lord, we invite you to be with us in a special way. We ask you, Lord God, to remember those that are watching us. Maybe some not feeling well right now and need your healing touch. And maybe somebody discouraged this morning and need hope. And maybe somebody confused and need direction. Maybe somebody is fearful and need your peace. Lord, maybe somebody this morning have lost their jobs and Wondering what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? And may they know that you are just a prayer away. And there is nothing too difficult for you. Nothing impossible with your God. So this morning I want to ask you to just minister to your people everywhere today. Let your name be lifted up. Let them talk about your goodness. Let them declare to their neighbors the wonders of God. And we give you thanks for what you're doing and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to go into a time of worship. Uh, we have our Sister Lewin and Sister Shayla is coming. They're the faithful duo that's been coming to you week after week. Let's welcome them as they come. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. The song says he gives and takes away, but yet we can still say, Lord, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be the name. When the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out. of our God this morning. He is still great. He's still mighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just say, God, you're great wherever you are this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The splendor of a key. 
clothing majesty let all the earth rejoice let all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness and darkness tries to hide it trembles at his voice it trembles at his voice how great is our god how great is our god sing with me how great is our god and all will see how great how great is our god 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 hallelujah sing with me how great is our god and all will see how great how great is our god age to age he stands age to age he stands time is in his hands and time is in his hands beginning at the end oh lord beginning at the end the god at three the god at three in one father spirit son father spirit son he's the lion the lion and the lamb the lion and the lamb how great is our god hallelujah sing with me how great how great is our god oh and all will see how great how great how great is our god you're the name you're the name above all names you're the name above and you're still worthy this morning you are worthy of sing and my heart will sing how great is our God come on tell him this morning you're the name you're the name of all you're the name of all Jesus Jesus you're still worthy you are worthy of all and my heart will sing and my heart will sing how great is our God, how great is our God, how great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great.
Good morning, Church of Jesus Christ. The church is alive and well. For the church is not the building. We are the church. So wherever you're gathered today, we are doing church. Amen. And we're going to pray to our Father. He's always hearing, always available, always open to our cry. I invite you to take tune today and to bow your hearts wherever you are in your house, wherever you are at work, maybe for some of you, if you can, pause. But we want to join our hearts together for there is no distance in prayer. And he says we have not because we ask not. And sometimes we ask and we ask with the wrong motives. And so we don't get an answer. So today we want to get our hearts lined up, our motives lined up, and we want to speak to our Father. Would you join me, church, virtual church, join me this morning from wherever you're tuning in. Let's bow our hearts and let's talk to our Father. Our Father in heaven, you're holy. You are righteous. You're altogether lovely. Your name is wonderful. You're full of loving kindness and goodness to all that you have created. We give you thanks. We praise you with all our heart. We praise and give you thanks for your goodness, for your greatness, for your compassion, for your loving kindness. Is extended to us every day when we awaken. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. Lord, we thank you that you don't give us what we deserve. Because you know that we're frail. We're dust. And we couldn't even stand up. But in your compassions, loving Father, you show us tender mercies. We humble ourselves before you. We praise you and adore you. We bless you and honor your name. Thank you for fresh air that we breathe. Thank you that we can see the sun or rain. For some, it's overcast where they live, but they can still breathe and see. Thank you for food. We may have to cook it, but we thank you for providing. Thank you for a place to stay. Thank you for loved ones and for those who have no family around thank you for friends or neighbors that check in you provide people that care and we give you thanks oh lord and then to top it all you promise you will never leave us nor forsake us so even if no one calls in physically you're always there for it's a promise you made. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Thank you that you never fail and you never change. Thank you that your presence is always with us. We bless you today. Father, we lift up those who are suffering. We pray for mercy. You're the healing Jesus. And you went around when you're on earth doing good. And you heal all those that were sick and oppressed. Today, your healing presence is still in the world through your church. And we send prayers to those who are afflicted, to those who are hurting, 
Many are alone, except for the caregivers. We ask that your rich presence would surround them and you would encourage and uplift, that there would be hope in hearts today. And most of all, your peace, which surpasses understanding, will touch those who most need it right now. We ask, Lord God, for families who are grieving the loss of their loved ones, families that are torn apart and cannot visit their loved ones who are ill, that you would comfort them at this time. We pray for grace, grace, your abundant grace for all who are hurting. And Lord, we pray for families who have lost jobs and they're in need right now. You are their sufficiency. We pray for help. We pray for those who have and are aware to share. We pray that help would reach those that need it most, God. That we'd be unselfish in the way we live and we would share with others. Father God, we pray for those who render care and service that are at the front line. We ask your protection and covering. Many are so exposed and some do not even have the protective gears that they need. We ask your mercy and your covering, Lord. Would you shelter them and keep them well? Would you strengthen those that are weary? They've been out there working long hours, God. Would you sustain and encourage? Cause them to know that they're loved and they're appreciated in their service. Our police, our military, our retail workers, and of course our healthcare workers, God, in every area, nursing homes and hospitals and clinics, wherever service is being rendered, we pray help and mercy and covering for these servants of God. Lord, we pray for those who lead us. Oh, Lord God, you reign in the affairs of men. We pray that you would touch the hearts of our rulers, our governors, our president, their advisors, that they would make right decisions for the good of the people and the welfare of the nation. We pray against politicking God. We pray for humility and grace along with wisdom and compassion. Oh Lord, touch hearts. Touch hearts, oh Lord. We pray for peace and unity because you said out of counsel, a matter is established. So we pray that those who lead would unite for the good of the nation and that they would make right decisions. Decisions that are well-pleasing to you, God. For people matter to you. A soul matters to you, God. May they make decisions that are honorable and righteous and godly. We pray for them, for wisdom, that they would not crumble under pressure, but they would have strength. They would have peace. They would have understanding and insight. And their counselors would advise them rightly. God, for those who are in the research, looking for a cure and for treatments, we pray for supernatural wisdom. That you'd raise up a Daniel. You'd raise up a Joseph that will have the answer. You'd put it in them, God, because you know everything. And you just wait for us to humble ourselves and to seek you. So may we humble ourselves as a nation, as a people. May the nations humble themselves. May they call upon you, the sovereign Lord. 
May they seek your favor and your help to resolve our crisis. Father, we pray for the lost everywhere. People who do not acknowledge you as God, as sovereign. Some are even jeering. Some are mocking. But we thank you that you're such a merciful God. You don't give us what we deserve. You understand and you're compassionate. And in spite of our sinful ways, you show mercy. You let the rain fall on the just and on the unjust. And you cause the sun to shine on the righteous and on the unrighteous. And so in your mercy, may you forgive those who mock and jeer and refuse to humble themselves. We pray you'd send forth the spirit of grace and supplication all over the nations and in our nation, in our city, in our state, in our community, in our families. May you cause hearts to surrender to you, to what Jesus Christ did on Calvary to save. We pray that all around the world and in our nation, people of every tribe and tongue, will acknowledge your son Jesus Christ and receive salvation. Father, we thank you that you care so much. We pray your help for us and this special family and those who tune in, we pray your special blessing and your help for those in need today from this congregation. Remember every family, every household. We pray for the youth as this is Youth Sunday celebrating in our local assembly. We pray for every youth that they would draw closer to you. They would put their technology on pause and they would come before you and humble themselves and seek you. They'd have a hunger and a thirst for more of God. Father, they would walk in obedience to their parents and in respect and they would do what they're supposed to do. We pray you'd keep them well and safe and may many share with their friends the love of Jesus. Bless our youth today. Bless their homes and families. Bless every family from this church, oh God, and those who are watching us. And Lord, we commit today the word that will be spoken. We ask you to anoint and empower your men's servant. May you strengthen, undergird him. And Lord, we pray your special blessing that your word would go and accomplish your purpose. We pray for the ministry team that has been so faithful in coming out. We pray you'd bless each of them and their homes and their families. You'd supply all their needs. You'd watch over them and you'd keep them safe. God, we commit this time to you. We lay our prayers at the foot of the cross. We send them up to you and we thank you for hearing and answering. Because we ask in faith in Jesus' name. And you in virtual land, virtual church, agree with me as we say, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm almost tempted to say you may be seated, but I'm sure you're seated wherever you are. I do have a few things I want to say before I turn back over the mic. I want to hail out the youth. It's Youth Sunday. I hope you're wearing something blue because I am. And Sister Lewin is and Shayla is and Brother Andres and Pastor is. So I hope you got out of your PJs and you put on something blue. Amen. So I want to shout out LWBC Youth. Hello over there. All right. And we want to um, remember those who are having virtual graduation. Miss, uh, Miss um, Lloyd is going to have virtual graduation 
and my insti level one students we feel so bad but we're thankful we're alive today would be your graduation after you worked so hard for two years don't feel bad shout out to each other practice your song it will happen somehow just not today so we love you and then for the incoming Insta student, please check your email. 17 of you got emails. We have a virtual meeting tomorrow to talk and practice how you use this virtual thing because life will never be the same again. But we must live and move on. And if the cheese has moved, we must move with the cheese. So please don't stay stuck in your rut. Get online and check your email. And we're meeting at 7 p.m. virtual. Insti incoming students, we're gonna talk, amen? And last thing, ladies of LWOBC, you got a notification last night. We are going to have a women's forum at 6 p.m. today. And we want you to call in, we want you to share your tips and strategies, we want to encourage one another. Just because we can't come out doesn't mean we can't talk. So ladies, 6 to 7 p.m., Tune in, you got the notification, go on your computer, go on your phone, whatever works for you. We want to share, we want to talk, want to encourage. I love you as always, and God bless you and your home. Amen? God bless you. Let me turn back over to Pastor Carl Francis. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, there's some good things are happening, and... Uh, you know, things doesn't stop because we can't gather together as we normally do. Uh, a lot of things are happening, uh, and we'll tell you some more about that in a little while uh, because we have many different activities going on. But I want to just ask you a question. How are you really doing? How are you? I know some of you are answering. I, I, I hear, I hear. Some say, I'm doing good, Pastor. I'm not bad. I'm fine. Thanking God. And some of you are not really so well, but can I tell you, the Lord is there with you. And I want you to stop for a moment. I want to talk to you a little moment. Before I even minister the word, I want to just talk a little bit to you. Because, you know, Governor Andrew Cuomo asked something at his press conference. And he made some statements that I thought was so befitting. One of the things he said, he says, after all this pain and aggravation and suffering, if we don't learn something from this, shame on us, he says. I agree with that. Have you stopped to ask yourself the question, what have you learned from this? We're coming this morning, the roads are empty. The businesses are closed. If they show you the airport, it's empty. Maybe one or two persons going through. Not many TSA agents anymore. The highways, if they helicopter beam and show you the highways, the highways are empty. The offices are empty. Have you rethink, stopped to rethink what's really important? What's really important in life? What's really valuable? I think God is speaking to us and 
We're realizing that the greatest thing we have is relationships. And the number one relationship is the relationship that was established in the first case why we were created. It was to have relationship with God. That was why he made us. That's why he made man. So that we could, he could have a relationship with us. I want to recommend to you a psalm that encourages, a psalm that you could use to pray and encourage yourself. I want to read a portion of it for you. It's Psalm 86. And nothing is wrong with taking a hold of a portion of the scripture. And reading it. And declaring it. And acting on it. And in this one in Psalm 86, it says, Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life. Do you hear that? Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are forgiven and good, O Lord. Abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. Isn't that what a lot of people are asking? In the day of my trouble... I will call to you, for you will answer me. Did you hear that? In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. God does answer prayers. He does. And we are recognizing in all of this how inadequate we really are. You know, I was reading a story that really actually made me cry. It was out of New York. And here is this emergency room doctor. And she didn't have enough. They didn't know much about the disease in the early stage. And so her hospital, they weren't wearing masks. Eventually, they decided that they had to wear masks and all the PPE equipment. Uh, they got some. And her husband, she's 61 years old. She's from India. She was a doctor in India. And when she came over to the United States, she had to be a physician assistant. And her husband had a heart surgery a couple years ago and so he's not working. She's the only breadwinner. And he would take her to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, drop her off at the hospital, and come back and pick her up in the evening because she's working 14 hours more. And then he would drive her home so she could get a little break. When they go home, there was her 86-year-old mother that she has to take care of. And it so happens that she felt ill. 
And, you know, she stayed home. She got worse. Her husband finally took her to the hospital. And he didn't take her to the hospital that she worked at because that was much further away from home. He took her to another hospital closer to home. And here is the hospital. She doesn't know anybody. Because in the other hospital she worked. She knew people. She'd been there for years. Here she was in this new hospital. He dropped her off. And he would keep texting her to find out how she was doing. She simply said, I need you to take or send for a daughter. She's at school. Tell her to come home. You know, each day he would text to see how she's doing. And one day the doctor says to him, we're going to put her on the breathing machine. Do you want to see her before we do that? And he thought about it and he said, if I go and contract it, then the, my daughter is going to end up without any parents. So I can't go. In a week's time, his wife was dead. He couldn't go to see her. He had to make a decision. Do I want my daughter to lose both parents? Or do I go see my wife and maybe contract that disease? And he had an underlying condition. He had a heart, heart problem, a major heart problem. And I thought about this. And the daughter came home from school. She had to leave school and come home, 18-year-old, just beginning college. Lost her mom. Her dad's not working. Mom, the breadwinner, is dead. Grandma is 86. What is she going to do? You know, these are, these are stories that are happening all over. And we need to be praying for people. We need to not just focus on ourselves. But it's time for us to really call on God and ask him to really intervene supernaturally. Because families are hurting in many ways. There's stories after stories. How do people isolate you have families, seven of them in one room. How do they practice social distancing with seven people in one room? So what happened? Father died. Brother died. Sister died. Uncle died. This is just one family. What I'm saying is that we can't just walk around as if nothing is happening. Yes, we are thankful to God that we are fine. But we need to be compassionate. And we need to be thinking about others. And when I can't, when you can't reach out a hand, can I tell you something you can do, you and I can do? We can pray. We can pray. So I want us to be always mindful 
Let's pray for hurting families. Let's bring them up before us every day. Many don't know what they're going to be doing. Life has turned totally upside down. And they need God. Because he is the only stabilizing force. He's the only stabilizing influence in our lives. He's the only stabilizing one that will be able to take us through no matter what it is. It's time to seek the Lord. It's time to get right with God. It's time to turn to him. If you've been ignoring him. If he's just been casual. If you've just been casual with God. If you've been taking him lightly. You don't want to do that anymore. It's time to get serious. Because the only one that can really help us. The only one with the answer, my friend, is Almighty God. And we call upon him. We're going to be praying for you. We're going to be praying for the sick. We're going to be praying for those uh, at home sick or those in the hospital. Uh, we're going to pray a special prayer of healing later on in the service. So if you want to connect with somebody who you know is sick to tell them to tune in, we're going to believe God for a miracle. And we're going to believe God for his divine intervention. I want this morning to turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. It's the book of Joshua. In the 24th chapter. And I want to read a, some verses this morning. From verse 1 to verse 15 of Joshua chapter 24. It says, Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, Live beyond the river and worship other gods. But I took your father Abram from the land beyond the river and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued you with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the desert for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you and took possession of, and you took possession of your land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, 
prepared to fight against Israel. He sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again. And I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the horn at the head of you, which drove them out before you, also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil, and cities you did not build, and you live in them, and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord, and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers serve beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Are you saying that this morning? Can you say that? We're going to talk from this passage today. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Our Father and our God, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find them. And literal medicine unto all flesh. May you speak to us today, God. May we hear your voice. May we respond to your words. We ask that the Holy Spirit will do the work that only you can do. Touching hearts and changing lives. Let no one watching me be the same after this message. But I pray that the Spirit of God will do the work of God in every heart. And in every life. And bring about a change. In Jesus' name, amen. I was reading an article. It was about wrestling legend Hulk Hogan. That's his wrestling name. His proper name is Terry Jean Balea. And he believed that God is using COVID-19... To take away everything that we worship. As most of the country sits waiting, quarantined under stay-at-home orders, Hogan penned a powerful Instagram post addressing our idols. I want you to hear what he said. In three short months, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship, wrote Hogan. The retired pro wrestler listed all the false gods we've chosen to bow down to 
in place of the one true Lord of lords and King of kings, Jesus Christ. Here's what he said. He sent this in his Instagram. God said, you want to worship athletes? I'll shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I'll shut down the civic centers. You want to worship actors? I'll shut down the theaters. You want to worship money? I'll shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church? I'll make you where you don't want to go, where you can't go to church. Hogan referred to 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14, 13 to 14. In his article, in his Instagram, he says, that says, Whenever I hold back the rain or send locusts to eat up the crops or send an epidemic on my people, we have a pandemic. If they pray to me and repent, if they pray to me and repent and turn away from the evil they have been doing, have we been doing evil in this country? Have we been doing evil around the world? He says, then I will hear I will hear them in heaven, forgive their sins, and make their land prosperous again, or heal the land. I don't know about you this morning, my friend, but I want to tell you, I don't know where you stand, but I agree with him. I agree that God is at work, that God is speaking to us. And we need to listen. We need to understand that we have, we have many idols in, in our lives. There's many idols that people have in their lives. In America, there's so much more. Understand who is an idol or what is an idol. An idol is anything that is, we put above God. It could be a career, could be family, could be money, could be sports, could be movies, could be games, whatever it is. If you and I put anything above God, it's an idol. In other words, God must be first place in our lives. And if when we look at our lives... Not what we say, but what we do. If we are honest with ourselves and examine our lives, who or what is first in our lives? Is God first? Is he really first? Because if there's anything above God... If there's anything before God in our lives, that's an idol. And I got to tell you, my friend, if you know anything about the scriptures, and if you don't know, well, let me tell you, there is one thing that God is not, does not joke around, and that is idolatry. He is very serious about that. If we take an honest evaluation of our typical American lifestyle, Idolatry is a big problem. I believe this morning God is saying to us, it's time to put away the idols. Now in this passage in Joshua, 
I want you to notice some things. First, I want us to observe what God was saying that he did. You see, Joshua was now an old man. He had led the children of Israel across the Jordan River into the promised land. He had divided the land. They had, by the power of God, the, those inhabiting the land were driven out. Many were killed. And now they had enjoyed, they were enjoying homes they did not build, wells they never dug, fruit trees they never planted. And after some time had passed, and they had rest from wars. Joshua had now become an elderly man. And he was thinking that his days on earth were coming to a close. And so he wanted to impart a legacy. A speech that he wanted to let them know if the most important thing you need to do. So he called for all the leaders, all the elders, and all the officials, and all the priests, and all the people. And they gathered together, the Bible said, at Shechem. And there comes Joshua in front of them. And he began to rehearse for them what God did. I want you to hear the actions of God because when you read the passage, you may miss it. But I've highlighted them for you and I want to go and draw your attention so you begin to understand that whatever progress we've made, whatever success you may have, can I tell you, do not take credit for it. It is the hand of God. Look at the passage with me. So Joshua, verse 2 says, that Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord God of Israel said, Long ago your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates and worshipped other gods. Listen now. But I took your father Abraham. I want you to listen to the amount of times that God says, I did this, I did this. I took your father Abraham. And then he says, and I led him through the land of Canaan. And then he said, I, in verse, in verse 3, and I multiplied his descendants. And verse, I gave him Isaac. And to Isaac, I, God, gave him Jacob and Esau. Did you hear that? I, and I gave Esau Mount Seir to possess the land. God is saying, I am doing this. You know, people think that's they're doing it. God says, I am doing it. Then in verse 5, I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians and that's what I did there. And afterward, God says, I brought you out. Did you hear that? I brought you out. And he, then he says, when I brought your fathers out of Egypt, I brought them out. And then he says, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. And then he says, I brought the sea and engulfed them. And I did it to the Egyptians. God is speaking this is all that I have done. This is what I have done. And then in verse 8, he says, Later, 
I brought you to the land of the Amorites. I brought you. See, it was God who brought them through that terrible wilderness. It was a terrifying wilderness. With The Bible talks about it with scorpions and serpents. It says in that wilderness. And God led them through that terrible, terrifying wilderness. God says, I brought you to the land of the Amorites. And when they fought against you, I gave them into your hands. God says, I am the one who won the battle. The battle was not really yours. You may have had your sword, but can I tell you, you didn't win because of your sword. You won because I gave them into your hands. My friend, you may be thinking that you have made such good progress because of all the work you've put in and all the hard things. Can I tell you? It is God's favor that's making you make the progress. It is God's hand that's causing you to succeed. And we need to begin to understand that. And that's what was, Joshua was laying out for them here. What God was saying. And then he says, when I destroy them before you. He destroyed the nations before them. I destroy them before you. And then he goes on. He says, Balaam came to curse the children of Israel. And God says, I would not listen to Balaam. And so I blessed you again and again, and I delivered you from his hand. I, I, I delivered you, God says. And then God continued, and he says, you know, when you got into the land, uh, the land that was habited by the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, verse 11, Hittites, Gergeshites, Hivites, Jebusites, I gave them into your hands. I, God says, gave them into your hands. And then in verse 12, I sent the hornet ahead of you. See, God sent someone, a, 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 some, 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 something to drive out the, 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 the people from the land to cause fear for them to leave. He sent a hornet that came in and, and the people were afraid and they ran and they left the land. He says, I sent them ahead of you. And then he says, it was not by your own sword or bow that you won. It was not by your own bow or sword. It is not by your own might or strength, my friend. You and I are not making progress because of our own strength and our own smarts and our own ability and our own wisdom and our own talents. It is all the work of God working through us and we need to give God praise this morning. So will you give God praise for what he's doing in your life? Because every progress is because of God. God says, I have been the one doing this. Wow. He says, and so I gave you a land. God has the right to give what he wants. Why? Because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. In everything. Everything in it belongs to him. And God says, I gave you the land. I gave you the land in which you live. And you are living in homes you didn't build. And you are drinking from wells you didn't dug. And you're eating fruit trees that you never from fruit from trees you never planted. God says, I did all of this for you. It was I. He's, he wanted us to understand. It was, he says, it was it was the Lord God who made and made the progress. It wasn't of themselves. My friend, 
If any time we should realize it's really not us, it's now because we are so inadequate in this situation. We have no answer. Look at the brilliance of man. Look at how man seems to be brilliant. They can send rockets to the moon. They're figuring, trying to figure out how to get to Mars. And we got a little virus. And everybody is hiding and running and are scared and afraid. And I got to tell you, and I got to tell you, I think you guys need to read Revelation. Because when you read Revelation, what is happening now seems like a joke to what's happening, you're going to happen in Revelation. I think people need to get serious. People, you know, all those that used to laugh and jeer and talk about, you know, what the preachers are saying. I think you are, God's given you, my friend. This is just, this is just the, the birth pangs. This is not really the stuff yet. What's happening right now is not the stuff yet. You go read Revelation chapter 8 and 9. Go read Revelation chapter 8 and 9. In fact, read from chapter 6 to chapter 9. Just, just, I mean, you, you should be reading from 6 to 19, but uh, to see the full extent of what's going to happen. But if you just read from 6 to 9, just three chapters I gave you, and you'll understand that what's coming, what's coming, what's coming, what's coming, my friend, is not something you and I want to be around. And so it is time for us to get serious with the Lord. And as Joshua was Getting ready to depart. And as he assembled the whole nation of Israel. And he reflected on what God had done. He then made a statement. He says, therefore. Look at this with me. In, he says, therefore. In verse 14, my Bible says, now, therefore. Now, therefore, what does that mean? On the basis of what I just said about what God did. He says, now let me tell you what should be your response. And I want to say to you this morning that this should be your response too. This should be my response too. And Joshua gave them three things that they should do. In response to what God has done in their lives. In response to the progress they have made. And where they were now. They were enjoying the fruits and the benefits of things that they did not work for. And they had wonderful things that they were living a life that, that, was, that was under God's protection and covering. And God had driven out the enemy and God had protected them through the wilderness. And God had given them possessions and God was watching over them. And the war was over and they were in peace. And Joshua says, let me tell you. Now here's your response. For all that God had done as he rehearsed. All the way from the beginning, from the time that God called Abraham to that very moment. He says, God was working all along from Abraham all the way up, all the way up. It was God at work. And so what, what, what he's saying this morning, from the day you were born, from the day you and I were born, from the day you and I came into this world, God has been working and working for us on our behalf. Some of you, some of us should have been dead by now, but for God. 
We are alive because God has been gracious, because God has been merciful, because God has watched over us, because God has kept us. We are where we are today because God has provided for us, because God has opened doors for us, because God has given us favor. Let's not think that it's all our work and all and we credit belongs to us. We need to recognize the credit and the praise and the glory belongs to Almighty God. So give him praise this morning again. We give you praise, oh God, for what you have done in our lives. We give you praise. But Joshua said to the people then, he says, on the basis of what God has done for you, here is what how you should respond. He gave them three things they need to do. And I'm going to talk about those three things this morning. Number one, let's look at it in the Bible. The first thing he says in verse 14, Now therefore, fear the Lord. That's the first thing. The first thing is to fear the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord means something different to the believer and unbeliever. To the unbeliever, to the person who doesn't know Christ, the fear of God is the fear of judgment of God and eternal death, which is the eternal separation from God. Luke chapter 12 and verse 5 says, But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him after he has killed, has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. For the unbeliever, the fear of God is about the judgment of God. And the Bible says, fear him. And one of the things today we find is that there are so many people are without the fear of God. They don't seem to have the fear of God. For the believer, the fear of God is something different. The believer's fear is reverence of God. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, verse 28, 29, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptable with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This reverence and awe is exactly what the fear of God means to Christians. This is the motivating factor for us to surrender to the creator of the universe. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 declares, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Until we understand who God is and develop a reverential fear of him, we cannot have true wisdom. You know, true wisdom doesn't come from the earth. The Bible says that it talks about earthly wisdom and then it talks about heavenly wisdom. True wisdom comes from God. True wisdom comes from an understanding of who God is. That he is holy, he is just, and he is righteous. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, the Bible records, And now Israel, what does the Lord God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God? To fear the Lord your God. To walk in all his ways. To love him. To serve him. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. Then it continues. Fear the Lord your God and serve him. 
the fear of God, the fearing of the fear in God is an important aspect of how we treat God and respond to God. Fear, reverential awe. We reverence Him. We honor Him. We obey Him. The fear of the Lord is the basis of our walking in His ways and serving Him and, yes, loving Him. Now, some may re some redefine the fear of God for believers as respecting Him. While respect is definitely included in the concept of fearing God, it's much more than just that. A biblical fear of God for the believer includes understanding how much God hates sin. And fear in his judgment on sin, even in the life of a believer. The believer is disciplined. The Bible talks about the discipline of the believer. We don't get off. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to 11, if you can read it, describes God's discipline of the believer. And while it is done in love, as Hebrews 12, 6 tells us, it is still a fearful thing. The Bible describes that your human parents discipline you for their own selves, but God disciplines us for our benefit. It's a different kind of discipline. And it says if God doesn't discipline you, then you're a bastard. Have you gotten any discipline recently? We ought to be disciplined. And some of us are being disciplined right now. And the thing is not to rebel against God. It's not to resist God. You, want to re you don't want to resist and rebel against God. You want to actually submit to God. The key, my friend, is to submit to God. As children, the fear of discipline from our parents no doubt prevented some of the evil actions that we would have taken. You know, some of, some of us didn't like the beating. Or the shoe flinging at us. Whatever it was. The same should be true in our relationship with God. We should fear His discipline. And therefore we seek to live our lives in such a way that please Him. We should not be reckless about how we respond to God. We should not be reckless or careless and not understanding that God will discipline us. So we can't just live any way we want to live. Do anything we want to do. My friend, we need to stop and think. That's not how it works. There is a God. And he's ruler, and he's sovereign, and he's more powerful than the government. He's more powerful than the combined governments of the world. He is the final authority on everything, and you can't fight against God and win. And some people have been trying to do that. And some people don't want to think about it. They want to bury their head in the sand like an ostrich and try to forget it, but that doesn't change it. 
If you go ahead right now and forget that there is a coronavirus and just walk out there anywhere, no mask, do anything, and just ignore it, you're more likely going to get infected. You cannot just ignore that it is there. It's the same way with God. You cannot ignore that he exists. You cannot ignore that he's all-powerful. You cannot ignore the fact that he's the final authority and everything. You've got to recognize that God is God and he is God alone. Now believers are not to be scared of God. We have no reason to be scared of him, to be afraid of him. We have his promise that nothing can separate us from his love in Romans chapter 8. We have his promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. So we are not afraid of God. But we respect him. We reverence him. We honor him. We don't treat him as if he is some buddy buddy friend. While we are talking about a friend of God in the song, we need to still understand that there is a, there is a certain way to respond to God. He is God Almighty. And He will always be. Fearing God means having such a reverence for Him that it has a great impact on the way we live our lives. The fear of God is respecting him, obeying him, submitting to his discipline, and worshiping him in awe. And so Joshua says to them, the first thing you need to do is to fear God. On the basis of all that God has done, your first response is to fear God. Let's look at the second thing that Joshua says. Let's get back to chapter 24. And verse 14, he says, Now fear the Lord your God and serve him with all faithfulness. And then he says, Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river. Throw away the gods. The next step, my friend, is that we as a people need to cast away all idols in our lives. You know, the very first commandment that God gave of the Ten Commandments, the very first one found in Exodus chapter 20, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. That's who the creator of the world said. In Exodus chapter 20, that verse 5, God says, You know why you shouldn't have no other gods before me? He says, You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing mercy to thousands. To those who love me and keep my commandments. In Isaiah 45 and verse 5 he says, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God besides me. Now, God is very serious about being God. Can I tell you that? God is very serious about being God. He's very serious about us recognizing that He is God. He's very serious about us recognizing that He is the only God. 
He wants us to know that. He says it very clearly. I am the Lord. There is no other. There is no God besides me. And so in Matthew, we're told, Jesus says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And so you see, God has to be first in our lives. And we have to figure out if there's something blocking our relationship with God, if there's something between us and God, if there's something coming between us and God, we need to, te- we need to deal with that. We need to take it. We need to remove it. Whatever is there between you and God needs to be removed because it's supposed to be you and God first and everything else come behind. The relationship with God must be number one. The relationship with God must be a priority. Not your job, not your family, not your career, not your money, not your possessions, nothing. He needs to be first, my friend. And we need to really be honest about ourselves. What is it that's holding us back from being close to God? If you were to stop and evaluate your own life and say, okay, let me see, what is it that keeps me from being close to God as I should? What is, there, what is there holding me back? What is there standing in the way? I need to remove it. This is the time to take stock. God's given us time. All that time you see us staying at home, staying in place, we'll have no excuse. We can't say to God, well, God, I was so busy. I, you know, I was running up and down. You're, you're, you're staying at home now. Shelter in place. You know what God's trying to do? He's giving us time to reflect. He's giving us time to think. He's giving us time to consider our ways. Consider our ways. My friend, I want to say to you this morning, consider your ways. We all need to consider our ways. Consider our ways. So Joshua says, In all that God has done, your response and my response, he says three things. Number one, fear God. Number two, cast away all the idols. Get rid of the idols out of your life. And number three, he says, serve the Lord in sincerity. Yes. Serve him with all faithfulness. Serve him with all faithfulness. Serve him honestly. We got to serve him in sincerity and truth. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, the Bible tells us, it says, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You see, serving God is not, he's not asking about serving God with lip service. God hates hypocrisy. He doesn't want lip service. Because in Isaiah 29, 
and verse 13 to 14 says, And the Lord says, These people say they are mine. They say they are mine. They honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. God says, because of this, I will once again astound there these hypocrites with amazing wonders. The wisdom of the wise will pass away and the intelligence of the intelligent will disappear. That's Isaiah 29, 13 to 14, my friend. You can read it. We can't ignore what God says. We can't ignore what God says. It's time not just to wake up, but to make a change. See, some people may say it's a wake-up call, and some people say, well, I'm awake. But, uh, but have you, are you awakened to the point where you realize, I need to make a change? You see, after Joshua explained to them all that God had done, and said to them, in the light of what God had done, this is supposed to be your response. Fear God. Cast away the idols. And serve Him in sincerity and truth. And then Joshua says, It's time for decision. Choose you this day whom you will serve, my friend. God saying that this morning to all of us. Choose you this day whom you will serve. It's time to make a choice. This is the hour of decision. Choose for yourself. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next month. Choose yours for yourself this day, this day, this day, whom you will serve, my friend. And Joshua said, if you think it's displeasing to serve God, then you'll have to live with the consequences. But he was very clear. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What are you saying this morning? Have you made a choice? I pray you've made the right choice, my friend. I pray you're saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I pray you're saying, Pastor, it's time I realize and I recognize that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to be singing a song in a little while. 
But just before we get singing and as the musicians play, I want you to know that God is calling you to make a decision right now. You need to choose right now. Don't put it off. Joshua says, choose you this day. This day, this day. This day whom you will serve. So this morning, right where you are, I want you to be honest. I want you to really understand that you're in a home and you may be blessed with a nice home and maybe blessed that you still have your job. Maybe blessed that you have food in the cupboard. Maybe blessed that you are not affected by the virus. I want to tell you that's the favor of God. And He's saying, Don't ignore me. Don't think it's by your own power and your own smarts and your own abilities and your own wisdom. That's not, that's, not, that's not how you got where you are today. It was God all the way. And what will you do with this God who's watched over your life, who has kept you, who has protected you, was provided for you. I'm going to ask you. If you're saying yes pastor. I'm going to choose. Maybe you're a backslider. And you realize you need to be back home with God. I'm going to say a prayer. And I want you to say a prayer with me. Right where you are. Say a prayer with me. Bow your head right now. And close your eyes. And say dear Lord Jesus. I recognize that I need to choose right. And today I choose you, God. I choose you as my Savior. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I ask you to come into my life. I need you, God. I need you to order my steps. I need you to direct my path. I need your mercy. I need your help. I need your forgiveness. I need you, God. From the bottom of my heart, I cry out. I need you. Save me, God. Save me, God. Rescue me today, God. As a backslider, God, I return to you. I return to you, God. I choose you again. And today, I'm declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
Hear my prayer, O oh God. Hear and answer. In Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, that's the answer. We need to be praying. We need to be asking God. If you made that decision, if you said yes, we want to encourage you. We want you to, we want to stand with you. I want you to call this number and leave a message. Tell them you made a decision. Write it down. 954-438-5604. Call that number. Leave a message saying, I made a decision. If you leave your number, we'll contact you. And we'll be able to send you something in the mail. We'll be able to encourage you. We want to stand with you. I promise you, we're going to be praying for the sick. And we're going to be doing that. Just before we do that, I want to make some last minute announcements. Just a couple more announcements at this end right here. Remind you that now is the time when you will receive the giving in the church and you can still go to lwobc.org that's lwobc.org and you can contribute right there. It says giving, click on the giving and you'll be able to make your contribution, donation. Maybe you're not a member of the church but you've been watching and you've been uh, benefiting and you would like to support us and help us as we continue to take care of the expenses. You can make your contribution. No contribution is too small or too large. And then for those of you that are texting, if you can't, you want to text, I want to give it a number for you to text. This is the number. 833-385-0418. That number again is 833-385-0418. And you text the word give and you'll be able to set up and have the opportunity to tithe or give an offering or a contribution by texting. I want to remind you of some programs that are going for the children on Wednesday. Every Wednesday going forward. There's a WANA for the children. It starts at 7 p.m. If you don't know how to connect, call the church office and they'll give you the information on how to connect. That's the number again, 954-438-5604. If you don't know how to connect, call the church office. They'll give you the coordinates, the number for you to call in or to get on the, or to get on the video. But there's a WANA for children at 7 p.m., Begin on Wednesdays. They had it last Wednesday. They'll have it this Wednesday. And then on Thursday, there's a honor for the youth. The middle school is at 7 p.m. And the high school is at 7.45. And the same way you connected last week is the same way you're going to connect this week. And if you don't know, if your friend doesn't know to connect, pass it on to your friend. And if they don't know, Call the church office. We'll give you how to connect. So you can be there. And then on Fridays. Every Friday at 8 we have prayer. And for those that were on the line on Friday. I told them that. 
the same number you called on Friday, that's the same number you're going to use going forward. It won't change. You use that same phone number and the same access code, and you'll join us. We had many, many people on the, on the prayer meeting on Friday at 8. A huge number. We praise God for that. You can be on. You can be a part of the prayer. We're praying and believing God. Now, just before they come to sing that last song, I want to pray. I promise you that I would pray for the person, those that are sick and need a healing touch. And if you are standing proxy for somebody, I want to believe, you for believe God right now, that the healing virtue of God is going to flow. It's going to heal that person. Whether it's coronavirus or whatever it is, it's not, there's no limitation with our God. So let's, let's by faith believe. Father, I come in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the great physician, the divine healer, the Jehovah Rapha. There is nothing that is too difficult for you. There is nothing that is impossible for you. Coronavirus is not a difficulty for you, God. And so, Father, for those afflicted right now, somebody is believing for somebody right now. Somebody is watching right now that needs that healing touch from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I rebuke that virus. I command it to go from you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be made whole. Jesus makes you whole right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. For his praise, for his glory, for his honor alone. That he and he alone will get the glory. That he and he alone will get the praise. That he and he alone will be honored. Hallelujah. Praise God for that healing touch. We pray for divine protection for those that are on the front lines, God. Cover them under the blood. Watch over them, oh God. Bring a divine shield around them. An invisible divine shield around them. Keeping them from the virus. Protecting them, oh God, as they have to confront that situation. We thank you, Lord God, that no matter what it is... It is not too difficult for you. It is not impossible with you. So we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. We pray for peace in that home right now. We pray for those marriages that are troubled right now. We pray for that situation in the home right now with the parents and the children. We pray, God, for your divine intervention right now. We pray for harmony in the home right now. We pray for peace in the home right now. We declare we come against the plan of Satan. We plead the blood of Jesus and take authority over the enemy right now. And we declare that in every home, in every home watching, in every home watching, in every home watching, in every home, in every place, we pray for the presence of God, the peace of God, the power of God, the manifest power of God, and the provision of God. Let it be, Father. For your glory, for your praise, and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And Tuesday at 7.15, we have our Bible study. Don't miss it. Something great is coming up this Tuesday. You don't want to miss it. 7.15. Tonight, as you heard, the ladies are gathering together. They've gotten the information. If you didn't get it, if you didn't hear about it, the ladies are going to be online. If you want to get it, we're going to send it out by the, by the app. So we'll send you the information by the app later on today. So look out for that information, ladies. How you can join the other ladies. You can get on the video, download the GoToMeeting go uh, app. And you'll be able to click on the link and get on the video. And you'll be a part of that great time with the ladies at 6 p.m. this evening. We're going to send you the information by the app. Look out for it. How to connect. Praise God. This time, we have one more song. And then I'm going to come back and close out with a word of prayer. Mr. Lewin is coming. Let's give her a hand as she comes. Let's welcome her. Praise God. I am broken and hurting within. Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. Yeah. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious. Oh, come to the altar. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, leave behind, leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Oh, bring sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come there. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood. Oh, come to the altar. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood. Oh, what a Savior. Yes, isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. Yeah, for he is Lord. Sing hallelujah. 
the altar and you can make an altar right where you are my friend do you just be you and God it's all about you and God it's not about the next person it's about you you are gonna have to answer for yourself no one can answer for you my friend it's you and God I trust this morning that you made the right choice that your house will serve the Lord. I pray that that's a new house as you made that decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to pray a blessing over you this morning as we close so good to have you join us so good to have many of you from all over the place different countries as well glad to have you with us different states glad to have you with us we appreciate you joining we appreciate you pass the word on if somebody miss it it's going to be on facebook it can go and scroll a living word facebook page and they'll be able to see this pass it on to somebody the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. One more thing, just one more thing. We didn't give the, all those first-time responders and those on the front lines a big hand. We always want to give them a big shout-out. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. And God bless you and protect you. You're doing a great job. God bless.